This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Well, first of all, guys, thank you for being here today. It's an honor to have you all join us for this Super Bowl trivia. Uh, before we get started with the trivia, I mean, this was kind of a, for me, it was a very exciting year, very competitive year. And I think there was a lot of things to take away from this year as a whole. So if we could all kind of go around and order and uh, Darren, we could start with you and just kind of talk about what stuck out to you the most about the 2021 season and something that really made you think, wow, this was a really great year for football. Or if you feel otherwise, what kind of detracted it for you? Well, I think, I mean, the most obvious thing is having more games and less preseason games. I thought that was the greatest thing. I know the players probably didn't appreciate it, but from a fan standpoint, it's it's an awesome thing. You know, more football is always good. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, don't underestimate Joe Burrow. <laughs> that was funny since, uh, well, I shouldn't say not, not funny for you, obviously, but that game was only a few days after we had done our Titans trivia. And whenever Tannehill threw that third interception, I just thought of you immediately. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt deep inside. Oz, uh, so what about you, man? Well, I'd have to say uh, the most important aspect of this past football season was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers repeating as champions. I'd also, I'd also like to say that aside from that, the most outstanding aspect of the past season was me winning the fantasy league amongst the Sports History Network broadcasters, many of whom are here today, so you get a chance to avenge your... <laughs> shameful losses to me in that league uh, golf clap all right tommy what about you uh i think the thing i took away from it is the uh, lack of home field advantage it just doesn't seem to matter anymore uh we saw both number one seeds get knocked out uh, we saw two number four seeds go to the super bowl it just seems like doesn't matter where you play anymore and we'll see if if uh the super bowl is another sign of that yeah and uh it's kind of weird too that prior to last year we never had anybody that hosted a home super bowl and now it happened two years in a row mm-hmm. well you heard what they're going to do next year what's that they're moving it to dallas from where <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay that was I thought you were gonna say tennis i thought you just say nashville no, no. See, that hurts. That hurts deep for me to say that. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. That's right, Oz. It really is crazy though how uh, Burrow. I mean, everybody knew how how much potential he had, but within the past month, he really has kind of almost turned a different corner. It's almost like a new season for the guy. I mean, he's played well, but he's almost elevated himself to a different status at this point. Okay, so we are here for a Super Bowl trivia, and we are going to go in alphabetical order. I have about 10 questions for each of you and then a couple tiebreakers if need be. So we'll go ahead and get started in alphabetical order. So, Darren, you are first. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Who was? What was the first franchise to win five Super Bowls? Oh, the Steelers. Wrong. No. Oh. Oh, I, okay. I know. You know who it is now? 
Uh, the Niners. That's right. All right, Jeremy. What two franchises are the only ones to appear in at least three consecutive Super Bowls? Three consecutive Super Bowls. So the Bills will be one of them. Right. And then you'll go back probably to the 70s. Uh, no, it, on it. would it be the Patriots? No, it is the Bills and the Dolphins. Dolphins, yep, 70, 71, 72, 73. That's right. Weren't the Patriots in 51, 52, 53? <laughs> no, they did take one year, a one-year break. No, You're 51, right. 52, 53. They, they beat the, the the Dolphins got beat the first Super Bowl, then won the next two. Yeah, the Patriots the Patriots were in three in a row. Tommy is correct. All right. That one I'll give to Jeremy then. That's right. They didn't they, they didn't win Tommy. three right. Tommy, couldn't you find the Steelers a fifth Super Bowl before the thing to help me out? Come on, Tommy. Hey, hey, I'm all about the pity points here, Tommy. Keep it coming, buddy. Keep it coming. This is, this is why Tommy has to be beat. This is the real challenge. All right, Ozzy, ready? You may not be able to take my word for it now that I've already screwed up the second question, but we'll go for it anyway. Okay. Who is the only quarterback to win a Super Bowl MVP without throwing a touchdown? Oh, it's got to be Brady. He didn't throw a whole touchdown that whole first run, uh, that whole first playoff run. He didn't throw a, a passing touchdown that whole playoffs. So it's got to be Tom Brady in uh, against the Rams. Tommy, you want to chime in? Joe Willie Namath. There you go. Oh, is it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did Brady have a touchdown in that Super Bowl? Yeah, the yeah. final drive, I think. Yeah. Their final drive. No, he had he, the final drive is when they had the field goal. He no, had, it was they kicked the field goal. They had he had one to David Patton before halftime. Yeah, David Patton. David Patton. Yeah. Ah, okay, I'm an idiot. Sorry, I was clever. All right, Tommy, what right. was the first Super Bowl game to be played on artificial turf? Ooh, uh, let's see. Um, typing away. No, I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I think it was Super Bowl twelve, maybe. Super Bowl five, actually. Oh, Super Bowl five. Okay. Yeah, was that? In, where was that at? Was that at Tulane? No, that was actually at the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Okay. Oh, okay. Actually, one of the uh, worst Super Bowls ever played, supposedly. <laughs> oh, it was the Blunder Bowl. <laughs> yeah. All right, Darren. Yes. Who was the first wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP? Wide receiver. Hmm. I'm going to go with Swan. There you go. I knew I'd get a Steelers one right once in a while. That's right. (laughs) All right. Jeremy, what game was Chris Collins worth first Super Bowl as a broadcaster? Oh gosh, uh, I, I that I'm drawing the blank. I could see it, but I'm drawing the blank. I I couldn't tell you what it was. Think early 2000s. I I was thinking there's a Patriots involved with it, but I'm again I'm drawing the blank. Yeah, but that's just numbers. That's just numbers. <laughs> see, see, I was I'm, probably, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the pity points here. Well, do an impression of Collinsworth, and maybe you can have half a point for that. 
No, I'm not that good. Uh, I don't know. Super Bowl 39. Oh, oh, um, I remember that. That was actually that was when Collinsworth was good. Yeah, that's when he was the uh, third wheel with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yes, I, I actually, and, and to be honest, guys, I liked Chris Collinsworth at that time. I really did. Why do you hate the guy now? I don't hate him. I don't. My, my grandfather would get me if if I said I hated anybody. I just don't think he's as good. I and but hear hear me out here. I like Tony Romo. So that tells me tells you I don't have really good taste. At times, I could take him or leave him. Romo, that is. Although I guess Collinsworth too. I uh, just bring back Pat Summerall and John Madden. Just just computer graphics them in, please. With our with artificial intelligence, it's coming soon. All right, Oz, who is the only Packers quarterback to never throw an interception in the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, it wasn't Favre. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. I Well, I guess. Okay. Wait a minute now. Okay, so Rodgers only played in the one, right? So, jeez. All right, I'm going to risk it and say it was Star did not throw an interception. It was actually Rodgers. Damn! Star threw one interception in the first Super Bowl. But Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl, so he had a pretty flawless game. Okay. You ready, Tommy? Yep. This wide receiver holds the record for longest touchdown reception in Super Bowl history. Uh, Moussin Muhammad. Yep. Do you remember how long it was? Um, thinking 87 or something like that. 85 yards, it's yeah. 85, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually kind of one of my – I'd probably say that's in my top five or ten for Super Bowls. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of underrated, I think. It was a very bizarre game. Yeah. yeah. Very bizarre game. No scoring in the first and third quarter. Mm-hmm. And all of the scoring uh, took place, I think, in the last seven minutes of either half. So 61 we, points. All 61 points in, like, the last seven minutes of both halves. If we did Super Bowl. And you had the nipple thing at halftime. So. <laughs> <laughs> if we did Super Bowl squares that year and it came up with two and a nine, no one had it, so – the guy who was running it just took all our money and left. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got into Oz's Super Bowl squares. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a horrible way to lose the game, too, when the kicker kicked it out of bounds or it rolled out mm-hmm. of bounds. You give Brady a short field. Adios. All right, ready, Darren? Yeah, I'm almost set. What was the last Super Bowl to feature a pick six? Oh uh, boy! Uh, was there one last year, Tampa Bay and Kansas City? No, I don't know that. Super Bowl Fifty One by Robert Alford. Whenever they intercepted Tom Brady, the Falcons intercepted Tom Brady for a touchdown. Ah, uh, okay. Which good one is actually. The first time uh, in the Super Bowl where a team has gotten a pick six and lost. Hmm. Losers. 
<laughs> All right, Jeremy. All right. Who was the last defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP? Oh, gosh. Um, is it Von Miller? Yep. Yeah. I can be taught. Been too long. All right, Oz. I won good money on him. I won good money. I bet him for MVP at 12 to 1. Oh, yeah? That covered a lot of losses. Yep. Yeah, that that Super Bowl was pretty unimpressive, too. I really don't remember much from that. Yeah, I remember that the Carolina Panthers were favored for some reason. Well, they were. I remember that was the, that was the last Super Bowl I made a lot of money on betting. That's for sure. They had a – I think the Panthers had a 15-1 record that year. Yes, they did. Yeah, they were on fire. I remember I got to see them play against Tennessee, and they just destroyed Titans. It was awful. Yeah. Those were the uh, – was that the Jake Locker years? Yeah, we don't. That, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Those are very... Jake Locker years. <laughs> I think he had two years. Yeah. Did he? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Oz. Tom Brady has five Super Bowl MVPs in his seven victorious trips to the big game. Who won the other two? Okay. Well, one of them was Edelman. Mm-hmm. And let's see, five, five, five. Okay, so that means the other one was, jeez. Okay, so it had to have been either the Eagles or the Panthers. I'm guessing. All right, I'm going to say, oh, Jesus. It should have been Ty Law. Can I say that? Yeah, that, that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's David Gibbons. Very close. It was Dion Branch. Oh, damn. That's right. Was that before they traded him off to Seattle? Yeah, that was the uh, Super Bowl, in, the one in 2004, so 39. Yeah. And then they shipped him out, as Belichick can do. All right, Tommy. All right. This wide receiver is one of 49 players in NFL history with 10,000 receiving yards, but never scored a touchdown in his three Super Bowl appearances. Who is this receiver? Ooh. Man, three Super Bowl appearances. Um, I'm going to guess Andre Reid. No, very good guess, though. It's Art Monk. Oh. Yeah. Monk. Mm. I was watching the uh, highlights. Uh, he, he, yeah, funny thing is, he did have one, but it got taken back on replay. Yeah, that was what I was watching last night when they played Buffalo. I think like his uh, toe had te- <laughs> stepped out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. Those, those, those Redskins were great during the 80s and early 90s. Uh-huh. Powerful teams. All right. Circling back to Darren. Okay. All right, Jeremy, you're uh, in the lead right now with two. Oh, wow. you got to hold on to the lead. <laughs> All right, Darren, who was the first president to participate in the coin flip ceremony for the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say, I know he was a big football fan. I'm going to say Nixon. No, wrong Republican. Reagan. Uh, uh, it's at the beginning of the Kurt Warner movie. Is it really? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I he, have not seen that movie. Underneath the opening credit roll. Yeah, he wasn't even at the uh, the actual uh, well, game. 
all call, uh, well, heads. When no, one for it the, wasn't quite. When one for the Gipper. All right, Jeremy is trying to extend the lead. This coach is the only coach to win three Super Bowls with three different starting quarterbacks. I think Joe Gibbs. Yep. Speaking of the Redskins. Doug, Doug Williams, Mark Rippon, and oh, good gracious. Who's the third one? The most popular one? Yeah. My mind went blank. Theisman. Joe Theisman, yes. Yeah. You could almost say that you have a command over the Redskins franchise. You know? <laughs> if they don't make Cobra Commander their mascot, they're missing out on something. Now, William Riker of the Starship Enterprise. Even Commander better. Riker. Even better. <laughs> All right, Oz. How many coaches had the distinct dishonor of having lost four Super Bowls? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, just j- just the number. You don't have to give me the names. If you'd like to give me the names, you could. But uh, okay, maybe is one. Okay, I'm gonna say two, four. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there was Marv Levy, Dan Reeves, oh, Bud yeah. Grant, oh, right. and Don Shula. Don Shula, yeah, I had him. Wow, okay. Yeah. All, right. All right, Tommy. All right. What was the first Super Bowl to be tied going into the fourth quarter? Oh, man. Um, uh, I know this one was tied going into halftime, but I don't know this one. So... Um, I'm going to guess Super Bowl five. No, thirty nine. Wow, thirty nine. Eagles wow. and Patriots. Wow, thirty nine's oh. all over the place here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because I watched the NFL Films highlight the day before I wrote this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Am I? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Darren, we're circling back to you. All right. This is the first Super Bowl to feature no turnovers. Oh, boy. Uh, how about Super Bowl nine? No, Super Bowl 34. Oh, okay. I should have said 39. <laughs> yeah. Those all your other answers. <laughs> what about 25? Was 25 one? Yep. Bill's Giants. The, Bill's Giants. Yeah. No turnovers. Tommy is correct. Tommy wins it again. All right, Darren, I'm giving you that one. <laughs> or maybe I should give it to Tommy. What do you think? I'm getting assists for Tommy here. Yeah. I got some assists. That's, Tommy's scoring for, for Jeremy Emmy. Here. Actually, how about this? For, for every time I screw up, I'll give you all a point. How about that? Yeah. yeah pity point. All right, so, Oz, you finally have a point. And <laughs> rub it in. And now I'm adding another one from the earlier mistake, because I think I gave that one. Who was the first one about the three Super Bowls? Whose question was that? That was Jeremy's? That was Jeremy, I think, wasn't it? Okay, Jeremy, I did give you that point, so I'm going to give everyone else the other point as well. (laughs) Just for this being amateur hour. (laughs) All right, where are we? uh, Who's next? Speaking of amateur hour. Uh, All right, Jeremy. Jeremy. 
All right, Jeremy. This defensive back was the first player to win a Super Bowl with one team and then defeat that same team in the Super Bowl the following season. <laughs> oh, Deion Sanders. No, no, I am wrong. He would not have played. He played. He was. He had played. It had been AFC NFC, wouldn't it? Say, say that question one more time, please. This def- Dion won it back to back. This defensive back was the first player to win a Super Bowl with one team and then defeat that same team in the Super Bowl the following season. That same team that he won the Super Bowl with. Okay, I don't know that one. Brandon Browner. Brandon Browner. He won the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks, and then he defeated them when he was with the Patriots. Okay, yes, yes. That was my second choice. <laughs> Good cover. <laughs> All right, Oz, you're, uh, you can tie this up if you want, although Jeremy's still in the lead, so you can tie for second. Who holds the most career rushing yards in Super Bowl history? Uh, I want to say Thurman Thomas, but I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. Franco Harris. Damn! <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, that 70s seemed pretty much, although Bradshaw had some hey, good Brandon. games in the Super Bowl, though. You didn't oh. pass the ball that much back then. You ran out. Yeah. <laughs> no, Franco Harris. Wow. You th- you would figure Emmett would have had that record, though. I would Yeah, Emmett would have had three Super Bowls where they cruised. Yeah. All right, Tommy. Okay. What Super Bowl was John Madden's last game as a broadcaster? That would be Super Bowl 36. No, it was actually Super Bowl 43. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was thinking it was in the Green Bay. I was thinking with Fox. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Yep. Darren, we are back to you, my friend. All right. Who holds the record for the longest kick return in Super Bowl history? Mm. Well, how come I didn't get the Franco Harris question? I knew that one. <laughs> we don't like layups around here. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, boy, I have no idea. Although, you, here, I'll give you a hand. You, you should know this guy because he uh, was a division rival. Division well see, eliminates one team right away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland fans uh, out there. That was, that was more I didn't say any names. That was Jerry. yeah, you did. No, no apologies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Jacoby Jones. Ah, oh, okay. he scored that uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl. Okay. That's because um, he didn't have Mike Tomlin on the sideline to step up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, how long, how far was the, or how long was the Devin Hester return? That was, I think, 100 yards. And this one was 108. Golly. That makes me tired just thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, they're fast, man. Is Hester in the Hall of Fame? He should be. He should be. He's not. Well, I guess we'll find out uh, this week, won't we? Has he? He's been on there before, right, for the nominations? Yeah, yeah, he has him, and um, uh, he should be on there. Yeah. 
All right, Jeremy, we'll stay on you. This quarterback has the lowest passer rating to win a Super Bowl. Lowest passer rating to win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer? No, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Good send off. <laughs> oh, that was when he was. That was when he was the youngest uh, guy ever to start a quarterback in the Super that Bowl. Was, that was the year that the bus fumbled, and it was because of uh, Ben's shoelace tackle yeah. that they made it. Yeah. That's actually the first game I ever watched. Wait, that was uh, that was the one where the referees gave the game to the Steelers, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's ben, ben ran in a touchdown and they gave it to him. Although I think the nose of that ball did break it, but I'm not biased. Everyone knows that. Oz, I'm with you on that one. I think Seattle got gypped out of that one. And it was offensive <laughs> pass interference. Oh, they, uh, that's with the, uh, what was it, Jermaine Curse or Jeremy Curse? Uh, no, was it Stevens? Was t- it was a tight end. Jeremy so, Stevens, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stevens, yeah. 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 All right, Oz. Who All made right. the first interception in Super Bowl history? Wow, the first interception. Oh, okay. Well, we know it was off of uh, Bart Starr. Right? Well, the, that, that was a interception in a Super Bowl, but not necessarily the first. Yeah, okay, right, fair enough. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not too up on those old Chiefs and Packers. So, I, gee. Can I can I phone a friend? No. Tommy. I pass. Chuck Howley. No. I would, I would guess Willie Wood, but yep. I'm not sure. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh. Willie yep. Wood. Okay. Yep. See? Oh. Hey, you should let me phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you you could give him one point. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Yeah. What's the name of the player who won the Super Bowl MVP despite being on the losing team? Chuck Howley. There you go. There was. <laughs> Fresh in the memory. Just said Thinking it. forward just said to it. the next question. <laughs> <laughs> but I answered that one. Yeah. All right. We're back to Darren. Darren, who was the first coach not to wear a suit and tie on the sideline for the Super Bowl? Not to wear a suit and tie. Hmm. Was it? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with Noel. Wrong, Don McCafferty, for the Baltimore Colts. Okay. Staying on Super Bowl five. All right, Jeremy. What Super Bowl holds the record for the longest time before either team scored? Record for the longest time before either team scores. It's recent, wasn't it? Um, Just think about this conversation. (laughs) Super Bowl 39? 38. 38. So close, but yet so far. Oz? How long was that? Do you know how long that was? Yeah, how long was that? It was, uh, I think, four minutes into the, uh, or four minutes left in the second quarter. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, David. What was the score? The score at halftime of the Rams Titans was six nothing, or was it nine nothing? 
I think it was Jeremy. was a nine to three, Jeremy. I I don't remember. I will find out in just a second. Because I remember waiting a long time for the score in that game, too. Uh, the second half was, was like a turnstile, but the first half was very slow. In that game. Well, they missed like, um, uh, okay. I think the Rams missed like three field goals. Yeah, it, was, first it half. was really weird. Like, they couldn't make anything happen. Yeah. All right, uh, we are at Oz. Oz, who is the only person to have played for and later coached the same team in the Super Bowl? <laughs> wow. Okay, well, it's not Bart Starr. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was not a great coach. I think I know this one. Dan Reeves? Gary Kubiak. Oh, right, right, of course, yeah. Nice. All right, Tommy, you ready? Good one. All right, yeah. What quarterback was named Super Bowl MVP despite throwing three interceptions? Ooh. Um, uh, I am going guess Brady, I guess. I don't know. No, it was Bradshaw. Oh, Bradshaw. Wow. Which one, 13 or 14? 14. 14. 14, yeah. It was 9-0 at halftime. 9-0. The Rams-Titans? Rams-Titans, yes. The Blonde Bomber. Okay. We are back with you, Darren. You actually have the chance to uh, tie this up. Are you ready? I do. Oh, okay. I don't know what miracle that happened, but okay. <laughs> well, me being an idiot is what made that happen. So, <laughs> all right. The first team to make the Super Bowl with less than 10 wins. Less than 10 wins. Um, was that Seahawks? No, it was the 1979 Rams. Mm. Oh. That was was it was his name Vince Paragamo or Paragamo? Yeah, that was Paragamo. the quarterback. Oh, that's the greatest last name ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a shoe company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, this man is the only Super Bowl winning head coach to play in the Arena Football League. To play in the Arena Football League. Oh gosh. Um so that would be Golly. Somebody else want to say Gruden, but he didn't play in the Arena Football League. His younger brother his bro- did. His, uh, yeah, his brother did. Uh Okay, say that one more time because I'm I'm just trying to lengthen this out as long as I possibly can. This man is the only <laughs> Super Bowl winning head coach to play football in the Arena League. His wife is giving him the answers. <laughs> uh, she, I wish she would. She's not here. Um, I don't know that one. Sean Payton. Oh. I said it's he's the only one that was on uh, the the replacements. I'd have gotten that one. I did not know he played in the Arena Football League. Yeah. And then they're going to make a uh, movie with Kevin James as him. 
They, they did already. Yeah, I know. Did you? See? That's what I was referring to. I watched uh, Sunday. Wow. Yeah, pack on forty pounds, you get to play Sean Payton. Okay, we're back at Oz. This game is the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time, with 114 and a half million viewers. Okay, most viewers. All right, 114 million. Because I want to say it's Patriots Seahawks. Yep. (laughs) Good, thank you. All right, I should climb in. Thank you. All right, Tommy. All right. Ready to second guess myself there. So. Yeah, that's actually probably one of my favorite Super Bowls too. That was probably I know I know everybody loved the uh, the Chiefs uh, Bills game from a couple weeks ago and rightfully so, but I thought that I thought that Super Bowl was as perfect of a postseason game as one could have. They should have ran beast mode. This should have been this should have been the intro to this thing is like what's your favorite Super Bowl? Yeah. Well that's that what should we, have been intro. That's because what we're closing I, off on. I, oh okay. Sorry. Yeah. That, that I won't spoil. Too. I'm just bullshitting you. Uh, they have the Super Bowl <laughs> stuff out now and they had it redo. And their the main goal for that particular one is to run the ball at the one yard line. They say that if you run the ball at the one yard line you will score and you'll get your points. Pete Carroll, you would have two rings by now. Just run the ball. Do you think it's still a stupid call if they do get the touchdown? What? No, of course not. But I still think why? If you got beast mode, why do you pass the ball? Yeah. Because Belichick mind tricked him, man. You Jedi mind tricked him. <laughs> or you have Russell Wilson. Dark Emperor. Yeah. The interesting thing about that Super Bowl is that it was the only one that went off as a pick'em. At the sports book. You think that would happen a lot more often, but in fact, it's the only playoff game that's ever gone off as a pick'em. So just to show you the oddity of that game. That was a real that was the real, I think, last time we really had top team against top team. And top they, team the AFC against top team the NFC. They were both the number one seeds that year? I don't know if they were the number one seeds. They were but they were just teams. that dominant, yeah. Well they I guess yeah, they, they had. Were. I guess they had to have been because the I think that's the same year that the Packers had gone, and they were actually up on Seattle, and they had that fake field goal. And then mm-hmm. the guy, uh, what's his name, Chris Matthews, the receiver, caught that onside kick. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, Tommy. Okay. Which quarterback started the phrase, I'm going to Disney World? Phil Sims. There you go. Tommy takes yeah. the lead. Super Bowl 21, right? Yeah. Nights, you know, that was yeah, 1986. So yeah, yeah, 21 or 22. Speaking of Super Bowl 49, Darren, who was the intended receiver when Malcolm Butler intercepted Russell Wilson on that pass in Super Bowl 49? Intended receiver. Oh. Was it uh, Lockett? Yep. Ricardo Lockett. All right, Jeremy. Which franchise experienced the longest Super Bowl drought from the time of their first appearance to their next one? Chiefs. There you go. We have a two-way tie now. 
Oz, you should remember this. What season did the Super Bowl kick off after 6 p.m. for the first time? <laughs> I don't like the insinuation. <laughs> but I believe I believe that would have been Super Bowl 12, the Broncos and the Cowboys. Nicely done, sir. Yeah, but for it to be 6 o'clock his time, it would be like uh... – Nine or ten o'clock our time for him. That's six. Oh no 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 no! I was in I was in New Hampshire oh. at the time. I was oh. in New Hampshire at the time, and I remember Super Bowl eleven is probably the first football game I remember. And I remember that was on during the day. But then I remember that twelve was at night because we were like ready. I was I knew what the Super Bowl was that time. So so I remember both of those distinctions. So yep. Hey, good on me. I finally get one. God, can you can you imagine like watching a Super Bowl at one o'clock and then having nothing else to do? Hey, I lived I lived in Budapest for you know fifteen years or whatever, and there the Super Bowl starts at one or two or even three in the morning, guys. Now that's a chore. Like sometimes they would illegally leave the bar open for the Americans. You want to talk about are, you want to talk about pregame coverage? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it was it was the kind of thing where you go to bed and take a nap at like ten, and then get up and go to the bar. <laughs> you know, but that's tough. Never mind East Coast, man. Try GMT. Except your uh, your employers aren't going to be understanding if you show in late. Right, exactly. Right. Super Bowl. What is this Super Bowl? <laughs> Football. Get the hell out of here. All right, Tommy, this Super Bowl was the first instance where the team with more offensive yards lost the game. Um, Super Bowl two, maybe? No, Super Bowl 26, the 49ers versus Ooh. the Bengals. Wow. Yeah, the Bengals outscored them that day or got more yards. Mm. Which I don't think I've been able to see that game on YouTube, unfortunately. Not that anyone cares. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren. What was the first Super Bowl to be played in a dome? First Super Bowl in a dome. Hmm. Trying to think here. Super Bowl 15? No, it was actually 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ironically, the same here. They went to 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I believe that was in the Superdome. Yeah. All right, German. First Super Bowl game to be played in February. Oh, that was after 9-11. So that would be the... Um, Oh gosh, that'd be the Patriots Rams. There you go. Jeremy has taken the lead. <laughs> I'm going to take a knee. Just don't pull a uh, New York Giants where Herm Edwards comes and take it from you. <laughs> don't hand it off. Okay, uh, Oz. This franchise became the first NFL franchise to reach the Super Bowl with 15 total wins. Okay, let's see. 
Hey, Tommy, can you push your mic back a little bit? Oh, sorry. You're good. Thank you. 15 total regular season wins, right? No, 15 total wins. Gee, uh, I guess those old Dolphins then, the 71-2 Dolphins, right? No, the 1968 Colts. Oh, they did? Oh, wow. Yeah, they went 14-1. and And then they played the – or they went 13-1 and and then played two teams in the NFL and then lost to the Jets. Okay. Right? Great. Okay. Tommy. Yeah? This Detroit – okay, excuse me. The most recent Detroit Lions quarterback that was drafted by the franchise to win a Super Bowl with another team is who? Who? Uh, uh, this was originally a question for Arnie Chapman, who uh, declined to attend. <laughs> oh man, I, I really have no idea. Um, you want me to give it to you? Yeah, I don't know it. Charlie Batch. Oh, didn't have to be a starting quarterback. Right, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I didn't make that clear oh. enough. <laughs> he was a Steeler, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was. Evil, one. <laughs> Evil question. Okay, I have – well, currently Jeremy is in the uh, running, so let's see if everybody can find a way. Well, I guess it's impossible, but we'll go ahead and give the questions anyway. Okay, Darren. What Super Bowl was nicknamed the dot-com bowl for the amount of internet ads throughout the game? Oh, boy. Super Bowl 43. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was actually the uh, Super Bowl 34 Rams-Titans. Oh, I, did I say 43? I meant the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers reversed. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Well, there is one more uh, question. I can ask this, and then if we're still tied up, I can pull up uh, Wikipedia pages. But uh, Oz, you currently have four. Jeremy, you have six. And Tommy, you have five. (laughs) We'll go ahead and... uh... Actually, this will be the question that I'm not going to give an answer for. Until someone gets it right. How about that? All right, Jeremy. Super Bowl 27 featured a halftime show with Michael Jackson, the first worldwide performer right. to do the Super Bowl halftime show. The decision to book right. Jackson came after Super Bowl 26 lost viewers at halftime on CBS. In, in living color. In living color, yeah. <laughs> Here, I thought that was actually a worthwhile <laughs> question. All right, well, Jeremy uh, has seven, and he has a stout lead. Go J-Lo. Now, hey, by the way, why I knew that, I was watching some stuff today. I did a little homework. And Living Color came on 15 minutes because up, what was it, up with people or something? They they had horrible halftime performances, and and then Living Color came on, did 15 minutes, and then I said, no, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> they replaced it with the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> great. I've actually never seen the show. That's with uh, Jim Carrey, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he was Jim Jim Carrey, J J Lo Scudder Stark there. Um, the the, the yeah, Wayne Brothers. 
It's, yeah. it's like 87 Waynes, David Allen Greer, and yeah. uh, Jim Carrey. Basically. <laughs> he has, uh, if you can watch Jim Carrey, uh, I think he's like a, a chef in one of them, isn't he? Or Fire Marshal. He's a Fire, fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, the, the oh. Fire Marshal was a big one, and he always got to play George Bush, right? <laughs> he always yeah, played J- the Jamie Foxx, I think, got his start on that show, too. Yes. Really? Yeah, Foxx is on that show. Do you guys watch oh, wow. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you ever Love see it. his? Uh, did you see his sketch comedy show Fridays? The 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 thing that was supposed to be a competitor to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it uh, had Michael Richards on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Supposedly, it has the worst skit of all time on it, right? It's the marijuana sketch with Andy Kaufman. Oh, I've never seen that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, yeah, because, okay, so they set up this premise, and it's totally fucking stupid. And so it involves, like, four people sitting around, and they all sneak out at one point to get up and get high. Well, it's Kaufman's turn to come back and pretend to be stoned, and he just he just zones out and goes, I can't do it. I can't play stoned. I can't pretend like I'm high. And, like, he's doing this scene with Kramer. Uh, Michael Richards or whatever. And then finally, Richards like, what the hell is the matter with you? And he goes off stage and he gets him the cue cards and he throws them on the table. <laughs> it's like the whole skit just ends. Oh. And it's an amazing skit. It's on YouTube. It's so bad. Supposedly, it's, it's like the worst sketch of all time. It's great. Because uh, Galvin is just like, he totally subverts the whole thing. Nice. Well, folks, that is the end of our trivia with Jeremy McFarland coming away with seven wins. Jeremy, how would you describe this moment? I'm going to Disney World, but I need to have a GoFundMe page. <laughs> we'll put together a link. That's that's what I'm going to do for you for yeah. winning. I'll set up the page for you, and then my my job is done. Link at the bottom. That's right. So back to the earlier topic of discussion. What's everyone's favorite Super Bowl? Starting with uh, Darren. I had six. That's uh, what shows they were. No. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. I I think probably the greatest one we talked about. I mean, I love that uh, that Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. I thought that was great. I love the the Giants and the Bills Super Bowl with the wide right. I thought that was a great Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to choose from. Those are probably my two favorites. Jeremy, Super Bowl 32. I got to finally see my man John Elway win a Super Bowl. I remember. Where I was, and I was at Freed Harvard University at at, uh, at at my hall, my dorm, and I went out the door and yelled out finally, and people were looking at me like, what? And I said, this is 20 years of frustration right now. Gone. So, yeah, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl uh, 32. This one's for John. This one's for John. Awesome. Well, for a long time, I was a Super Bowl 35 supremacist, right? Because you had, you know, the Bills Giants, you had, you know, came down to the last play, uh, no turnovers. 25, like you mean? Demonstrated. Demon, yeah, 25, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we demonstrated in this show. Um, you know, Thurman Thomas had a monster game. It was Bill Belichick breaking the no huddle offense. Because you remember, that was the team that invented, Marv Levy invented the no huddle offense. Right. That's it. So we take it for granted now, but that was the first year it was in play. And, you know, you had this very interesting thing where in the Super Bowl, the Giants had three fourths of the possession time. 
but it was a tie game. They, they crushed it on possession time because the Bills were in a hurry up the whole game. And, uh, but recently I've been thinking about that Patriot Seahawks Super Bowl. Again, like, you know, the two best teams, you know, the, the two teams that had won the last two Super Bowls meeting, uh, you know, teams of an era. I mean, Pete Carroll was basically considered one of the best coaches in the league at that time. And Bilicek was probably at that time considered number one. So, you know, just all things considered, that one, I think, probably. It's, it's a tie. It's a tie. I love them both. Yeah, well, that was a Super Bowl that was supposed to start the Seahawks dynasty as opposed to just being a one-off. And that's the Super Bowl where the Patriots – well, that's the one where Brady tied Montana for four. And people were that was that was a season where people were wondering if it was time to put in Garoppolo. But yeah, that was the I mean the Seahawks had like a ten point lead in the third quarter and New England came back big time. But that was that was an entertaining game. Tommy, what about you? Uh, it has to be Super Bowl forty two. I mean, there's never been a more consequential game in NFL history because uh Patriots win that game, they finished nineteen and oh. And they are undoubtedly the greatest team of all time. New York Giants were just a wild card team. They had six losses. They weren't supposed to even be in that game. And they end up pulling it out on the helmet catch and everything else that happened in the final minute of that game. And, uh, yeah, just total underdog winning the Super Bowl and ruining what would have been the greatest season ever. So uh that's that's why I go with forty two. Would you say that's a big a lot of great na- Go ahead Austin. Sorry, go ahead. Oh okay. I was just gonna say there was a lot of great narrative about that game too, because as we now remember, we might not remember if the Giants had lost, but you remember week seventeen uh, the Giants played the Patriots and both teams at halftime, they said, okay, guys, do you want us to sit? You want to rest up for the bus? Both sides said no. The Giants like played it out. They figured out what makes them tick. They crushed that offensive line, which was one of the best features of the Patriots that year. And I also think it's interesting because you look at it, whereas in 2002, you know, these guys go from the plucky unknown underdogs and double-digit underdogs to being, you know, the dark empire and being double-digit favorites in this game. You know, so it's just that one Super Bowl, Tommy is right, you know, it has a great story behind it, great consequence behind it. And as a result, we remember stuff that went into it, whereas, again, we might not if the Patriots had gone undefeated. I don't know if you can see this, but this is a book by somebody around here called The Great 80s. (laughs) Fascinating book, and if you want to read about a conference losing the AFC just did nothing during the late eighties, middle of the late eighties. I want to say, Tommy, you might, you might know this better than me, but wasn't the Raiders the last AFC team to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Before the Broncos did in 97. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you're looking for a book that gives you everything you want to know about the 80s, there's one by a, game, a guy named Tommy Phillips. I, I don't know if you heard of Pretty cool. Thank you. I mean, that, that, that kind of thing can't just happen by coincidence, right? I mean, everybody in the NFC really has to kind of be doing something that the AFC just couldn't catch up to. 
It yeah. was. And look at the seventies though. The seventies it was almost the other way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He dominated the seventies. Yeah, that's true. It was so Joe I... Montana. I mean, seriously, Joe Montana. They when you have somebody like Montana come in, and then you have what Phil Sims won one, Hostetler won one. Was he in the eighties? No, Tommy? he was he was nineties. Uh, nineteen ninety. Nineteen. He was nineteen ninety. Okay, you go back. Uh, Phil Sims won in eighty six. In eighty seven, it was uh, Doug Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, you keep going on. They just had pretty solid. Jeremy, perhaps you you need this book. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. this is great product placement <laughs> yeah i mean if i was going this... nifty 90s for the audience out there yeah. like tommy phillips i mean if we're in this part of the show let's go back to the 1920s and let me tell you about the <laughs> podcast i'm working on um the uh what was that oh yeah the other thing i wanted to say too is you know okay what was one thing that the nfc was doing that the afc was not well here you go i remember watching that fourth Bills Super Bowl, uh, the Bills were up in the second quarter, and then they flashed this graphic, and it was average weight, Dallas defensive line versus Buffalo offensive line, and there was like a 60-point average advantage, and that's really what the difference was. The AFC were teams built for speed. They were Marino's Dolphins. They were the Bills' hurry-up offense. They were teams that were built to go fast and score a lot of points. But, you know, I guess in football, size matters and size wins. If they say defense wins championships, well, be bigger on defense. And for a long time, that's the way the NFC was built. They just got the bigger guys. Well, that's interesting, too, because the year that Pittsburgh went to the Super Bowl and lost to Dallas in 95, I mean, they always have the idea that they were a running team, but Neil O'Donnell threw the ball probably more than they ran that season. I mean, Darren knows you had, like, Yancey Thigpen. You had, I mean, Bruner was a bruiser, but, I mean, they had receivers that they were running. Cordell Stewart, they had, like, five wides a lot throughout that season. Uh, Andre Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. He almost uh, tied, came close to tying the Super Bowl record for catches in a game that year. So they were like, they were throwing the ball a ton in that Super Bowl, even though everyone thought of them as a running team. Yeah, and they never really went into it earlier. They kept starting, they kept starting to start drives by running the ball, and they got nowhere. I mean, what's his name? Dick Enberg was like, just start throwing the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys have like any two uh, receptions by Larry Brown that killed him? <laughs> yeah, MVP. <laughs> so do you guys uh, have any predictions for Sunday's game? Uh, let me let me get mine real quick here. Uh, in fact, I have a lot at stake on my Madden cards. Uh, I, I picked the Bengals to win 35 to 21. Um, and I hope, because I'll tell you this, I was a Bengals fan with Boomer Sison, James Wood, Chris Collinsworth, Icky Woods. I can do the Icky Shuffle today. I know how to do that. Now, being older, it would hurt more, but I know how to do it. But I hope that when Burrow wins it and Chase wins it, uh, uh, they give him offensive line protection. But I hope by the time that people are done that they bring up Ken Riley and Ken Anderson and put those guys in the Hall of Fame where they belong. Good gracious. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Win but, uh, that might happen. Yeah. But <laughs> the, other, the second part of your uh, statement is not going to happen. Darren, what do you think? I, I think 
I don't think uh, the Bengals, I'd love to see the Bengals win, but I don't think they have the offensive line. And I think the injuries at their tight end is going to hurt them. I'm going to say 38-20 Rams. Oz? Guys, I'm betting the under. You're giving too many points out, man. I'm going Rams 26-23 in overtime. Aaron Donald, MVP. Or Cooper Cup. Or Cooper Cup. What about you, Tommy? Um, last year, uh, I I chickened out of picking the Buccaneers to win, even though I all signs were pointing to them winning. So this year, I'm not going to chicken out. I'm going to go with the underdog, the Bengals. And uh, Joe Burrow wins MVP. So, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like Cincinnati has come of age in the course of a month. I mean, it's weird because throughout the season, they had like so many inconsistencies. Like they would just win a game really impressively, then they would lose a game where they didn't even look that sharp. And now, it, I mean, even the Raiders game, they weren't that sharp, but it's like once they played Tennessee and then they had that little bit of a uh, uh, a fire in the eye, especially for that Kansas City game. What's up, boss? But do you really trust that line? Do there have been really worse offensive line. There have been worse offensive lines to win Super Bowls. Not against yeah, the Rams' there's... defensive line, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I yeah, but Kansas City's defensive line is no joke either, though. Yeah, but the thing, okay, but here's the thing. Here, for me, this is what I thought. I thought the reason why Kansas City did so well against Mahomes is what they dropped eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess what? They're gonna try and do that against the Rams too, because the Rams got no run game, right? But the Rams just might have enough weapons at receiver where that's not going to matter. Yeah, and again, I think that on the defensive side, I, that offensive line can't stand up. Yeah, but I think Matthew Stafford is good enough, is good for a turnover per game, and that could come at a very oh, opportune absolutely time. He is. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> no question. It's we, let's just hope it's not the tie law pick six, right? You know, I mean, for, if you're betting on the Rams, so. <laughs> Jeremy, what were we gonna say? Oh no, no, I, I'm just laughing at this. Uh, I just, I just love these two teams that are, of course, they're not the team I wanted, obviously, but these are teams that no one anticipated. Maybe the Rams a lot more than than the Bengals, but you're seeing teams that uh, Matthew Stafford can finally win a Super Bowl because of all the stuff he had to endure with the with the Lions. And the Bengals will overcome what uh, three Super Bowls that they've lost, two or three, two. And they can win two. They, they've lost. They lost in in the eighties, twice in the eighties. Uh, they can they can win their first Super Bowl. So imagine this. This is a lot of good stories. Yeah, Tommy. Being that your podcast is centered around Lombardi uh, and the Super Bowls, I mean, do you were you rooting yeah. to see a Forty ers Bengals just to get the uh, you know the three matchups? Yeah, I actually was. I, I have a friend who's a really big 49ers fan, so I was kind of pulling for him, even though the 49ers knocked out my Packers. So I was like, I was uh, hoping the 49ers would get there and then have a, you know, a third Super Bowl between those teams because that would be uh, the most tied with the Cowboys and Steelers. Mm-hmm. And um, but. Uh, Tart dropped that easy interception, 
And if he doesn't drop any intercepts, then I bet the 49ers win. Yeah, that was horrible. And Sean McVay did everything to lose that game, too. <laughs> I mean, those, I mean, those are just two coaches who couldn't get out of their own way. Are you a little skeptical about Aaron Rodgers and kind of the uh, the idea that you could win another championship with him, Tommy? Uh, I I just say just run it back and try again. Um, I I know that he's failed in the playoffs more times than I can count, but he at least gives the team the best shot of getting into the playoffs. So. Um, I just I want to see him come back, even if it means another heartbreak in the playoffs again. Yeah, I'd still probably go with him over Jordan Love anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Darren, in terms of uh, the Steelers, who's going to be the quarterback next year? I I think it's going to be somebody that's not on the roster this year. It's going to be a veteran. And I'm I'm leaning towards it might be maybe a Garoppolo Maybe uh, maybe somebody that's on was maybe on the bench this year for another team. Mariota, you know, Mariota, uh, that's a possibility. Maybe Bobby uh, Brister. Probably, yeah, Bobby <laughs> Brister. <laughs> Can you imagine if Rudolph lost but, out to Brister? <laughs> I I think you know I heard the best theory that I heard them do is to uh, to get Jameis. That's what that's the best one I heard. You know, built. Invest in the offensive line, get Jameis, so you don't throw a lot of interceptions. Lean on your offensive line and, and Najee Harris for your offense and play defense. I think that's the smartest thing I've heard. I hope they do that. Gardner Minshew? That nah. wouldn't be a bad either. I don't think they would go <laughs> don't for think that. So? You're talking. I don't, I don't think that's Uncle, much of an Uncle up- Rico. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would Uncle be much Bale. of an upgrade over uh, what's his name Rudolph right now. Hmm. Wow, I mean, I think I mean the guy went one and fifteen in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's a horrible got, team. But he's got a big shoe though. He he bit he built the hospital that he was born in. He is that good. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, the Titans for next year, man? Are you uh, off the Tannehill train, or are you ready to put his head on a platter? Uh, I because I am. I am sitting. I am sitting Just on kidding, my man. couch. I am sitting on the couch watching the game. I'm not the GM. I'm not the coach. If he had made a couple different plays, they would have won the game. Absolutely. But do we have a better chance of win without him? No, we don't. So just keep number 17 in there. Keep him in there. He did make it a pretty insane throw, that uh, back shoulder touchdown to A.J. Brown. Of course, that you know, Julio is gone. There's a chance that Taylor Lewan's gone. Uh, there's they've got to re-sign some people, but as of right now, they're over the cap about five million dollars. Uh, Tannehill, this is pretty much, I believe, the year that if the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl, they got to do it. They got to do it. Otherwise, Henry's going to fall off. Tannehill's going to fall off. It's going to be it's going to be a little rough. So yeah. I, I, I've trusted him. You think uh, Vrabel, if he doesn't get further in the playoffs, is going to be on his way out the door? They well, the funny thing is they re-upped the contracts for both Rabel and Robinson today. Oh, wonderful! So, yeah, yeah. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. 
Oz, what about you? What are you looking forward to next year? You're not are you, you're not actually a Rams I, fan, are you? Yeah, kind of. He is kind this year. Of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of. Geographically, it's, it's convenient. Kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, whoever I'm betting on, like a lot of times um, I'll follow who I'm covering. Like there was a little while when I was covering, it was pretty funny for one of these early websites of the early aughts. I was covering the Lions, Raiders, and uh, Bills, and they were all terrible. But I was really into them. I covered I covered the Lions 0-16 season. I was on that beat that year. Um, so, but, you know, then I was a fan of them. Uh, I remember being a fan of the Patriots in the early 2000s because they won a ton of money off them that year. They won the Super Bowl against the Rams. Uh, so I'm I'm everywhere. I just like to see what's going to happen. Now, from a prediction standpoint, that AFC is going to be really interesting because we think there's a lot of talent there. And the balance was certainly there this year. But I think a lot of teams are going to have a down year next year. I think if Buffalo doesn't win it, you're going to see somebody we don't expect. You're going to see like the Jets. You're going to see like some crazy like Denver in the Super Bowl. Um, because I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see Cincinnati doing as well. I mean, just have we forgotten who the coach of that team is? Um, and I can't imagine they'll be as good. The Raiders certainly won't be as good. I, the Steelers are going to be rebuilding. Uh, the Patriots, <laughs> I don't think so. The Dolphins, you know, if the owner can afford it, they'll go 0 and 16 next year, 0 and 17 next year. You know, if he can pay out that 1.7 million for losses. Um, you know, who do you like in the AFC next year? So I guess that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that early line on Bills to win the Super Bowl. See, I'm almost tempted to say the Chargers, but I feel like Brandon Staley is standing too much in the way. I mean, when, Yeah, see, again. When, when you go for it on your own 18-yard line in the third quarter when you're only down by three points, you're, you're letting the Excel sheet just call plays for you at that point. I mean, that was nuts. Tommy, what did you make of that? Of what? Whenever the last game of the uh, season with the Raiders and the Chargers, when uh, oh Staley went for it on third down or fourth down from his own 18 in the third quarter, only down by three. Yeah, some really crazy ideas there. I guess uh, whole <laughs> analytics thing. Um, coaches just go by the numbers now. They don't, uh, you know, go by personnel or anything they just say okay we're fourth and one here we're going for it and they just go for it uh that was but that was a weird game and uh still really surprised how that one turned out um yes they uh, it would have been really crazy if they would have they would have both made it in uh, on a tie that just it wouldn't have felt right but <laughs> it would have been uh, kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, the most unlikely thing to happen for the Steelers to sneak in almost happened. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think that would have happened that way had Staley not called that timeout because then when they ran the ball again just to run the clock out, they got that first down and they just went for the win. Mm-hmm. I, I I would have to think that the, uh, the Raiders just didn't want to play Kansas City the week after, so they figured just go for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, this has been an extraordinary time, and I'm glad that you all took the time to participate. 
Jeremy, congratulations. I'm sure on your list of accomplishments in life, this must be below the bottom, but thank you for taking the time anyway, and thank you all for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. (laughs) Thanks. Go Rams!